0: Alright everyone, welcome to today's episode. We're getting dirty and talking about poop. So I know some of you, if you have an uneasy stomach, you might want to skip this episode, but I promise it'll be entertaining and informative. I actually just walked into my office from the bathroom. I'm still on my bathrobe and I just got done doing a coffee enema so today I'm sure eh, maybe not maybe you have maybe you haven't but there's a lot of buzz around colonics like dude you can go pay someone two hundred dollars to stick a tube up your butt with water and then you can expel it in the comfort of a beautiful office space there is also a lot of chatter about coffee enemas And the thing is, they're not new. They're just becoming a buzzword. And there's even discussion about fecal transplants and how honestly transformative fecal transplants can be for especially patients with uh, digestive autoimmune diseases. So today, I want to break down a little bit about my own personal coffee enema experience. We're going to get personal here and i want to not only explain to you how to do it some funny things that have happened to me in my own experience but also why like what the fuck why am i actually doing this right so coffee enemas have actually been around since the late 1800s yeah nope they weren't just it wasn't those la people who just decided that they wanted some coffee with their kale (laughs) This is something that has been around for for hundreds, literally, of years, and it used to be used to speed up the healing process after surgery in order to prevent any poisoning. Super interesting. But coffee enemas were first made famous by Gershon therapy, that's G-E-R-S-O-N, Gershon therapy, uh, in the 1950s. So since the 1950s, they've been pretty popular, especially in more of the holistic healing community. And in the 1950s, part of this Gershon therapy was using coffee enemas to treat cancer patients. And so it is a procedure that can be done in an office or at home. I personally do them at home for many different purposes. So why? Why do I stick a tube up my butt and, and then shoot some coffee up there because, and I'm sorry, if you don't have a sense of humor, (laughs) this episode is probably not going to be for you, but this is, there's some real reason behind this. So why, why do I put coffee up my butt? Well, it is a natural treatment protocol and I'm all about the natural and the holistic. But it is a natural treatment protocol for, again, fighting cancer, like in Gerson therapy, for helping rid your body of parasites, which I've personally experienced not long ago, for helping relieve constipation if you're feeling backed up or even have chronic constipation. It can also help with your liver, supporting general detox in your body, can help with candida, which many of us who have autoimmune also have candida. It can actually be a root of some of the autoimmune issues. It can also help IBS, inflammatory bowel disease, IBD or syndrome S, uh, and other digestive disorders. So, although this might sound a little freaking crazy and you're wondering what the hell, Sarah, it's actually really natural detox treatment. It's a super natural way to help restore our digestive function, to help our body detox heavy metals, and have overall amazing health. So... Again, this goes back hundreds and even thousands of years. So get this. I read this. This is from Dr. Axe's article online. I'll link to it in the show notes. In his article, he writes that these coffee enemas were mentioned in ancient historical scripts like the Dead Sea Scrolls that described how Jesus, Jesus... Jesus (laughs) Jesus <laughs> used ordinary ingredients and materials like food and water to help e- heal illnesses. Holy crap. Jesus did coffee enema. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the benefits. So, why? 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 Why am I doing this? And P.S. I've seen some crazy scare tactic videos float around. I've had people tag me in them before. Basically, it's like, if you do a coffee enema, you're gonna die. (laughs) And rest assured, I've been doing one a week for quite a while now, and I'm not dead. So there's that. But uh, disclaimer, before I talk about these benefits, again, I'm going to link to also all of the uh, research articles that support these facts in the show notes, but... Uh, go consult your doctor. Go get some medical advice if you are considering this to make sure it's actually safe for you. I will talk about some of the risks involved, but they're pretty minimal. However, disclaimer right here, right now, go talk to your doctor. All right, so why the hell do I do this? Coffee enemas help flush out bacteria. They help flush out heavy metals, fungus, and yeast. I'm just going to be totally transparent with you guys right now. I have all of those. (laughs) So I have bacterial overgrowth in my gut. I have heavy metal overload, especially after you've heard me talk about in other episodes, having a copper. Ladies, copper is a heavy metal. If you have a copper IUD, that is a heavy metal that you are putting into your body. So I had heavy metal um, overload fungal overgrowth, candida and yeast overgrowth, okay? So, this is something that I did testing on and um, you know, knew I had going out of my body. So, what coffee enemas do is help flush out the bacteria, the heavy metals, the fungus and the yeast from your digestive tract, including your liver and colon. They also help lower inflammation. So again, inflammation is a huge, huge component of disease, and we're seeing that inflammation is even implicated in mental health and mental uh, illness as well. And we tend to have chronic inflammation in our body when we struggle with autoimmune disease. So it helps to lower inflammation. Uh, And I like to also consider I'm 30 years old, you guys. I don't feel super old, but that's still 30 years around the sun, and I've eaten a lot of food and a lot of crap. I was raised eating a ton of processed foods. I remember in high school, I would come home and eat a donut after school from like, what's that? Entomins? Entenmann's, whatever that bake shop is, you know, big, big chain. It's in all the grocery stores. Yeah, I would come home and I would eat a chocolate, chocolate donut. Hashtag no regrets. (laughs) But I can only imagine the amount of gummy bears and gummy worms and donuts and whatever else I ate when I was younger that is like stuck, stuck inside of my body. So 30 years of food, and we eat every single day, right? Unless you're fasting or something. I've never really, really fasted. I've only intermittent fasted. So I'm, I'm, I've am i eaten, I can say, rest assured, I have eaten food every single day of my entire life. And I don't know what's in there. <laughs> I don't want to see what's in there. But I know that there's probably a lot caked around. I know, TMI, I know, I know, I know. Some of you are probably going to turn this off. That's okay. Go to the next episode. <laughs> Wait till the next episode drops. But... Uh, it's time to cleanse. It was time for me to cleanse. It It was something that I chose to do to help restore my digestive function, bowel function. It can also help you increase your energy level. Something that I have struggled with a lot is fatigue and just having energy every day to be an entrepreneur and spend time with people I love. So according to the Gershon Institute, going back to that Gershon therapy, the the coffee enemas remove toxins accumulated in the liver and remove free radicals from the bloodstream. Free radicals. So that is why the Gershon Institute recommends the coffee enemas for cancer patients to help remove those free radicals help remove toxins accumulated in your liver. Not that uh, this wouldn't benefit you, not as a cancer patient. But it is believed, it is a belief that, and actually studies show, that um, these coffee enemas have real benefit. And this is something I was freaked out about, you guys. So I don't do caffeine. I didn't think, I'm going to be honest... I used to drink a lot of lattes. I I had a espresso machine at my apartment. I loved going to get a latte. I was like latte obsessed. And I never got decaf. I always I would drink like multiple uh, lattes a day if I was really needing to have energy, but I never thought I was affected by the caffeine. And I think I was just very tolerant of the caffeine because it was something that was entering my body every single day. And then I quit the caffeine. I took caffeine out of my life, even in the form of caffeinated tea. And now when I have caffeine, I had a little bit of kombucha recently. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, I can feel this in my bones. My hands start to shake and jitter. And I really, you guys, like before, it's not like I would stay up at night like because I had a latte or anything. But once you remove something from your life, you realize how sensitive maybe you are to it. That was me and caffeine. And so I was worried that by sticking coffee up my butt, that I would have this horrible reaction to the caffeine. And not only was it a little scary to be doing this in, in the first place, but then I was like, oh my God, the caffeine. But here's what I learned in what the research says, that the actual bioavailability of caffeine from a coffee enema is 3.5 times less than when you are just drinking it from a coffee cup, right? Drinking orally through your mouth. So that actually rest a little bit of rested a little bit of my anxiety and made me realize that you know maybe I wouldn't have any reaction to the caffeine and it turned out that I actually tolerate the coffee just fine in the butt but not in the mouth. <laughs> okay. So coffee highly debated subject in general some some studies show and say, practitioners, doctors say, yes, drink a cup of coffee every day. It's high in antioxidants. Other people say no. Caffeine is known to interact with your adrenal glands and therefore your hormone levels, cortisol levels. But what the research also says is that caffeine, excuse me, not caffeine, coffee contains antioxidants and specific antioxidants that have positive effects on the inflammation levels in your body and in your digestive system. So when you do a coffee enema, you're getting these good antioxidants as well. Next, if you are someone who struggles with chronic constipation, what happens is that the coffee, it, it, when it when in the colon, acts as this cathartic What does that mean? It means that it causes the colon muscles to contract. So if you can imagine your colon muscles contracting, that's like when you're pooping. Yup. So it is helping to move the stool through your digestive system and relieve any constipation. So it makes it easier for you to go to the bathroom. And you guys, everybody needs to poop. Not only does everyone poop, but everyone needs to poop. You need to get the shit out of you, literally. And because we all poop, if you are feeling backed up and constipated, it's important to get things flowing again. So we need to poop. And if you're having any issues with that, this could potentially help. But uh, I've never struggled with any sort of words, chronic, 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 oh my gosh, Chronic constipation. Say that time five times fast. But because of the yeast, fungus, parasites, and heavy metals, I was very interested in the coffee enemas and decided, yep, I'm going to let this coffee carry those parasites right out of my body. See ya, parasites. <laughs> also, another study shows that, and this will be really interesting to those with autoimmune disease, that the coffee enema helps to stimulate the production of an enzyme created in your liver called glutathione S-transferase. Glutathione is one of the most powerful antioxidants in our body. It's also anti-inflammatory and a natural blood cleanser. I actually take a glutathione spray, it Just um, it's an oral spray, I spray into my mouth every single day to help with glutathione levels and in increasing those antioxidants in my body. But coffee enemas are another way that helps stimulate the production of this enzyme called glutathione S-transferase. Again, I'll link to this to them in the show notes as well. And coffee helps to open up your bile ducts. What is bile? Well, bile is needed within our digestive system, digestive process, for proper digestion. So it helps us break down and excrete our food, all the things we're putting into our mouth every single day. So again, this is another uh, ben- benefit. And then some of the benefits that are listed on that same article I mentioned before are that coffee enemas can help repair digestive tissue, cleanse the liver, improve your blood circulation, increase immunity, uh, help with cellular regeneration, help to relieve digestive issues such as that, that constipation, bloating, cramping, and nausea, and improve your overall gut health and improve low energy levels, and even your mood. So this is pretty cool. The coffee, when inserted (laughs) into the colon, is like this natural astringent, and it helps the top layer of skin within your digestive tract actually peel off and rejuvenate. So it's believed that within that top layer of skin or, or mucus, that lining of your gut, that's, it's, Again, believe that that's where you hold the highest level toxins. So by shedding that that top layer, it's also helping as that top layer is excreted from your body. So are the toxins. And again, I'm someone who struggles with this heavy metal overload in my body, and I'm trying to get those toxins the F out. <laughs> All right. You guys want to hear how to do this? <laughs> again, here come the juicy details. This is how you perform a coffee enema. First, you have to buy your supplies. You gotta go and you have to buy an enema bucket. These come in several varieties of variations. I wish I could say colors, but there's no hot pink enema buckets. Someone please go make me one, or maybe one that's like stamped in unicorns. I would definitely, definitely purchase it but if since there's no unicorn enema buckets, uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to settle. There are metal buckets and there are plastic uh, kind of like bags. Uh, so and there's also disposable versus reusable. If you do plan like myself to do these about every week or even every month, then I would definitely suggest getting a reusable bucket. F- you know, for the environment because we like to to support the environment and be environmentally friendly and conscious consumers. But also because and this is one of the reasons I purchased a metal bucket. And you just don't know what from the plastic is gonna leach into it So I stay away from the plastic and I stick with the metal metal bucket. You can get these on Amazon They are not expensive. It just comes with a bucket. I got one that has multiple size and shaped tips I really wish I could show you guys <laughs> But you can google it and I'll link to the show notes the bucket that I actually purchased Within that bucket, again, there's these different sized and shaped tips, some of them are curved, some of them are long, some of them are short, some of them have like one little hole spout, some of them have like a kind of all around the tip spout, (laughs) and you can choose which one you wanna use, how deep you want that to be inserted, and you know, pick your poison, pick, pick, pick your tip, guys, pick your tip. I personally use the one that's a little curved, and it's pretty soft, durable, flexible, that's the one I use. So number one, purchase your bucket. Number two, purchase your coffee. This is really important because the point of this is to remove toxins from your body. So do not go buy some chemical plastered coffee, right? Do not go buy your coffee at 7-Eleven. Please do not do that. Only purchase a certified organic coffee brand Because, again, whatever regular other coffee beans are probably going to be sprayed with chemicals. And, again, we don't want to put more chemicals in there. We're trying to get rid of the chemicals from our lives. So, purchase organic coffee. Uh, You you really can purchase any organic coffee brand. Find one that's reputable. Who do you trust? There's also, again, on Amazon, coffee beans that are produced and marketed specific to being used for enemas. There's several of these brands that I've seen. I don't, I don't go that far. To me, it feels like a little bit like a marketing tactic. They're the same beans as in an organic coffee bean bag. They're just marketed as for your butthole instead of your mouth. <laughs> so you, you do you. You pick the coffee you want. But again, make sure it's an organic coffee. The last thing you want to do is put more dysfunction into our body and, and harm. So you got your bucket, you got your beans, and then you have to brew your coffee. So I do this on the stove in a pot, just a small pot. And you want to be conscious of the pan you use too, right? So you don't again want to put chemicals into your body, it should be a uh, eco-friendly, you know, non-toxic pan or excuse me, pot as well. I do 3 cups of Again, very important, a filtered water, filtered water. I have this amazing thing called the Zero Water Filter at home and it shows me, I can put this little stick inside my water, it'll show me how many um, undissolved solids there are in the water, right? So things like fluoride, do you want fluoride up your butthole? Mm, Don't think so. So you want to filter your water. I do three cups of just plain unfiltered water. I use that with my zero water filter. You can use any filter you choose. And then I add two tablespoons of ground organic coffee. I stir it together in the pot, let it come to a soft boil, and then I pull it off and just let it cool. Again, huge... (laughs) huge important step here is to let it cool no burning the bum no burning the bum don't do that please don't don't tag me on instagram saying you burned your butt because i am telling you right now to let your coffee cool because there is still some caffeine that is being absorbed by the body. I also prefer to do these in the beginning of the day versus the second half of the day. So uh, when possible, I will brew the coffee in the morning and even just give it about an hour to cool. It does not take that long to cool most of the time, but I usually just give it an hour to kind of sit and cool and then I'll get everything ready. So you're letting your coffee cool. You also need to filter it. So we're not putting any grounds. No coffee grounds go up the butt. Instead, I, guys, I'm going to go back and listen to this episode and count the number of times I say butt, butthole, ass, and poop. (laughs) I wish this was a live video so I could see your responses. Where was I? we are going to let the coffee cool and filter it. So after it's done cooling, I'll filter it. And I use a nut milk bag personally. So I'll take a glass bowl. I have one that actually has like, it's like a pouring bowl. So there's a little bit of a spout on it too, which helps. So I pour the pot of coffee, brewed coffee, through the nut, nut milk bag so that the nut milk bag catches any of the grounds and sometimes i even do it twice i'll filter it twice to make sure i got all the grounds out and then you're just left with the same coffee that you would drink you can taste it if you want <laughs> but that's not where it's going for these purposes once it's in that glass bowl i then pour it into my bucket now that metal bucket i talked about before Important thing here is to make sure that you actually latch the, the end. So there's a tube connected to the bucket. That's the actual part that goes inside. You, there's always um like a little, I, I don't know the technical term, but it's like a little latch and it helps you control the stream, the flow and how fast that flow is uh, when you actually release it. So you want to close it so that you don't get coffee spraying over your entire kitchen or bathroom. Close it, add the coffee. And then I take it into the bathroom with me and I use a carabiner like my boyfriend and I go rock climbing. So we have a shit ton of carabiners. <laughs> I'll grab a carabiner and I'll use that to actually think about gravity, right? So it has to be above the height of your body in order for the liquid to flow out. So I will hook it onto our, either our towel rack or the shower rack. It's a pretty long tube too. So you could hang it up pretty high. Um, but the, the, towel racked it seems to work pretty good as well I will latch it on there otherwise you need someone to like hold it above your head and I'm gonna guess this is gonna be a private thing for you that you're probably not gonna invite your partner or best friend into the bathroom for <laughs> so I latch it on and then I get myself comfortable because yep I'm, I'm gonna go there I'm gonna make my enema like a spiritual fucking experience <laughs> And here's a little bit of why, too. So let me just expand and expound upon that. Energetically, and we talk about energy medicine and some of the energetic roots of illness, if you have a digestive disorder or you have constipate, constipation, you struggle with constipation or digestive issues, I want you to just ask yourself for a second, do you also have, have trouble maybe digesting aspects of your life, digesting emotions, digesting experiences? Are you someone who is constantly second-guessing yourself? Are you someone who has like this almost hangover of being social where you come back and you question everything that you said because you, you can't digest what just happened and then you get self-conscious about it? or maybe you have a very hard time letting go of shit literally and figuratively. So the colon and the digestive system on an energetic level are associated with not being able to digest your life, things that happen and emotions in your life, and not being able to let go. Alternatively, or the kind of counterpart of this is that we are obsessed with trying to control things. Maybe Or even as a child, you felt like life was out of control. So our bodies... We have this uh, you know, amazing survival inst- instinct and a lot of autonomic processes in our body. We clench our butt. <laughs> I know it sounds so silly, you guys, but many of these issues with the colon are that we are trying to cl- clench because we are trying to control some aspect of our life when everything else feels like shit is hitting the fan, not literally, just figuratively that time. <laughs> So when we are cleansing, when you are detoxing, I truly see this as, yes, this physical thing that I am doing to my body, that I am performing, but I also see it as this opportunity to energetically cleanse that which no longer serves me, to help me process my life, to let go of shit, again, figuratively and literally, and just let myself be free. So I'm letting the fuck go. And it's so interesting because I'll go into some of my personal experiences with this, but I do believe there's an energetic side to it that complements the physical healing and detoxing as well. So that being said, I set the mood and I will lay down a blanket or several blankets on a towel. Actually, I put a towel on the floor and I do this in the bathroom with by myself with the door locked and I will lay down a couple towels so that I'm comfortable. And I, I bring a pillow. I have a special coffee enema pillow that I lay onto the bathroom floor. And I light some Palo Santo or sage, again, adding to that energetic cleansing. Do you guys think I'm crazy yet? <laughs> this is a, enemas are a spiritual experience, believe me. So I light the Palo Santo. I will light a candle if I feel I like get non-toxic. Again, we don't want to add more toxins to our lives. Uh, or even um, diffuse some essential oils that are also good for detoxification and I let, you know, the mood be set in the room. I also always will listen to chanting music. So I turn on, on Spotify, one of my favorite chanting albums is Chanting by WAH, W A H. I And that's a free, you know, album you can listen to on Spotify. I'll turn on some chanting because it helps me focus. And then I lay on my side. I like to lay on my right side. Being a yoga teacher, I typically always tell people to lay on their right side in like fetal posture and yoga too because our heart is on our left and we want to create space on the left for our heart to beat and our lungs to breathe. So laying on the right side, and again, bringing this back to this energetic side of healing, fetal posture in yoga is this symbolic representation, this shape in our body that symbolizes rebirth. So we are cleansing that which no longer serves us in order to create space for all that does. So again, you're laying there on your side. I always wear a silky robe. I know, bringing the sexy into the enemas. So I wear my robe and I lie on my right side. Everything is set. The music is going. I turn on my timer on my phone to 15 minutes. 15 minutes. So you can start less. You can also start, I didn't mention this, you can start with like one tablespoon of coffee grounds if you feel nervous about the caffeine. And you can start with less liquid too. But yeah, I do three cups of liquid and liquid meaning water, (laughs) filtered water, and two tablespoons of coffee. And I I started with that and it actually was perfect. And I turn on the timer for, for 15 minutes and I press go. And then I insert by myself the, um, actual tip of the enema bucket the tube tubing with the tip that I chose tip of the day and I insert and it does not have to go in very far but just far enough you'll feel it use your intuition to know what's far enough you're not trying to stick it all the way up to your stomach so be careful I'm not providing medical advice today and then you again using that little latch allow it to open and release and you can go slow to start and then you know if you're comfortable you can actually increase the the flow of the actual coffee so you're letting it enter it feels a little weird but here's the thing you guys it doesn't hurt it does not hurt okay it it's like pooping like pooping doesn't hurt right and it's a lot smaller than a poop so you're just putting this tiny little tube up there letting it go and then I let all the liquid flow inside my body and then I I close the latch again and so that it's not gonna like flow back into the tube because that could get kind of messy so I just close the latch and I turn up my music sometimes I text my friends you know who you are. I tell them, I'm like, oh, just so you know, I'm, um, I got an enema in my butt right now. And they're like, okay, cool. Cool, Sarah. Awesome. Yep. That's, that's totally normal. Totally normal. (laughs) And I prefer to actually just then leave the tube in the rectum because I, I guess I just get nervous that if I were to remove it, that, I'd have to clench even harder and eh, it just feels safer. I'm just going to go with my instinct and say it feels safer with the tube still inserted even though the liquid's already in there. And then you hold. You hold for 15 minutes. I've had some 15 minute periods of time where it's been easy peasy. Really just laying there chilling. And I do stay on my side the whole time. And I've had a couple experiences where I am clenching like a motherfucker. Yep. It's it's challenging. And the cool part about this, though, is that when you actually clench and, like, you're trying to hold in your, your excretion, <laughs> your poop or your pee, that actually stimulates your vagus nerve. And, you guys, your vagus nerve is this giant nerve. It's, it's um, also called the wandering nerve because it wanders all over your body. And it, the top of it's kind of by your mastoid bone behind your your ear around your skull. And this nerve travels around your whole body and it's responsible for uh, your parasympathetic nervous system and telling our body that it's okay to, to relax. And so... That's another benefit that I didn't include before is that when you're clenching for those 15 minutes, you're also stimulating vagus nerve and increasing vagal tone, which is really important for overall health in your body. Okay, so I'm clenching for 15 minutes and then the little timer goes off and I'm like, ah, okay, thank God. And I remove the tube and I stand up and I go to the toilet because it's literally one foot away don't worry, you guys, you're not gonna like make a huge mess. Uh, My friends have asked me this, you can make it to the toilet, you just keep clenching, you'll walk over to the toilet. And what goes in must come out. That's the best way I can explain it to you. What goes in must come out. But what comes out is actually a little bit greater because it's also taking with it that that layer of heavy metals and parasites and ugh, whatever's caked in your colon. Cause who the fuck knows? So it's not painful, not painful at all. It just comes out actually very easily. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wipe up. Yeah. Flush the toilet. I know TMI, TMI, but I know you're enjoying this. If you're still listening, you're totally enjoying this. Please admit it. <laughs> please, please tag me on Instagram and let me know that you actually really enjoyed all of these details. And then I blow out my palo santo and my candle, I clean my bucket, and I'm on my way. So that's really it. It's actually very simple. And again, there's very little risk. Uh, I will mention a few. So again, please talk to your doctor. If you have a hemorrhoid, for example, do not do a coffee enema. Oh my god, I'm like cringing thinking of it. So there's some obvious um, examples, but please do. Talk to your doctor. Coffee enemas also are not normally recommended for pregnant women or children, since um, they can be especially sensitive to caffeine. Um, another, I guess, risk I want to include here is that if you overdo it, you you perform too many coffee enemas, you can get hydrated and and have end up with an electrolyte imbalance. So. You know, if you were doing this every day for a month or something, it, it, you know, number one, do hydrate afterwards. Go make sure you are balancing your electrolytes, getting enough electrolytes in your body, hydrating. I always drink a lot of water afterwards, but um, I do them, I was doing them once a week when I was working on fighting this little little amoeba parasite in my body, and now I've slowed down to like once every two to three weeks uh, to still help because I am still working on um, detoxing heavy metals from my body, and I've found that it feels um, like it's really helping. What other risks are there? Um, The University of Korea has actually studied coffee enemas and they reported that The people who use them actually do not usually experience any complications or side effects. And these are a safe and feasible option for treating digestive issues. Um, Again, uh, I would be more concerned of like if you are really sensitive to caffeine like me, if you you would want to start low and slow to make sure that you don't have any reaction to the caffeine. Now, the first time I ever did one, I did get a little shaky afterwards, and um, I was actually told later that uh, I thought it was just the caffeine that made me a little shaky, and it wore off after a couple hours, but that um, this can also be a sign that your body is, is detoxing. So think about this, like the first time I ever cleansed my colon in 30 years, there's probably going to be a little bit of a, a detox effect. And actually now I don't get shaky anymore, so I, I don't think it was the caffeine, I think it was actually the, the detox effect. So who is this for? Is this for you? <laughs> should you go do a coffee enema? I don't know. You guys, I'm just telling you my personal experience and what the research says, but if you this is for the people who maybe these people should consider this. If you're constipated, if you have chronic constipation... I can't say that. It's too much it's too too hard. Chronic constipation. Also, if you like me are trying to detox from heavy metals, Just improve liver function, parasites, yeast, or fungus. You want a general cleanse. You're 30 years old too, or maybe older, and you're thinking about what your colon looks like and how many gummy bears you ate when you were five years old. That might be for you. And then cancer patients, again, as the Gershon Institute recommends. Um, But again, go talk to your doctor. And there's actually many types of enemas, so this is super interesting. I've only ever done a coffee enema, but you can go, as I mentioned in the beginning, and pay a bunch of money for a a colonic, and someone will come in and do it for you. It's very clean, it's very pretty, pristine. Uh, But you can do a water enema at home, too. Uh, Coffee enema, as I mentioned. Here's the other type of enemas I found when I did a quick search. Mineral oil. Never tried that one, but I imagine... I won't tell you what I (laughs) imagine. A saline enema. And then get this. Milk and molasses. I don't know why. I have no answer for you. I don't know why people do milk and molasses enemas, but uh, I'll get back to you on that if I find anything. I can tell you I've never done one. But I did find that. Okay. So I... (laughs) A couple of things I want to share with you, and I had some questions from listeners and members of the autoimmune tribe community that I'm going to answer here in a second, too. But I want to tell you a little funny story from today's enema that I just finished and came from. I, like I said, li- usually, like 90% of the time, listen to chanting, but today I was like feeling a little more hippie happy up, upbeat, so I just put on a Spotify playlist, and I'm getting down to my last two minutes two minutes of the enema and I'm like Sarah you can do it you can hold it in and then the song turns on by the weekend and I wish I could play it for you but iTunes would pull down my podcast because it's copyrighted, so I'm gonna have to sing it to you instead it goes like this I feel it coming I feel it coming you guys know that please please disregard my voice I don't sing if you don't, go listen to it. It's by The Weekend. It's called I Feel It Coming. <laughs> and I started dying laughing, but I'm also in the last two minutes of my freaking enema, so you can't laugh and quench your anus at the same time. So uh, I, I managed. I managed. I managed to quench. Cl- but I had to stop laughing because the timing of the song was very inappropriate. This is a very R-rated podcast, P.S. That's why it's called Healing Uncentered. Close your child's ears, please. So that happened today. But I think it was the second time I ever did one. I um I, I actually... I was going to do the enema, and then I got distracted. Something came up, and I was like, okay. I'm just going to pop this coffee in the fridge, because it just... I don't know, it felt like the right thing to do. Popped the coffee in the fridge and then I came back to it a few hours later and I was like, okay, I'm ready for my enema now. And I grabbed the coffee out and I let it sit on the counter for a little while to come down, down to it's closer to room temperature. Went and got all ready, got all my mood set, poured in the coffee, put it in the butt, unlatched the, the tubing. And I had this very strange sensation I thought that I had either peed myself, or that the enema was leaking, or that maybe I had a hole in my abdomen, I didn't know. But (laughs) it was, I went and I put my hand on my abdominals in like lower abdominal region and I was like trying to wipe off because I thought for sure I was wet on my lower stomach, nope. It was just because the coffee was still a little chilly and I could feel it snaking through my intestines. And I thought for sure it was like water drizzling on my stomach. It was not. I know you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm going to look back at this podcast in like five years and be like, Sarah, that was TMI. That was just, it was just too much. But you know what, that's me. I'm being here real, authentic, and raw with you. And I thought that I peed myself or that my stomach was leaking. It wasn't, I was good. It was just a little cold. <laughs> so those are some of my experiences. Now let's look at your questions. Saritha wants to know, how, how often do you do these? So I answered that, one once a week and now a little bit less often. How much time do you set aside to be done expelling? Good question. I stand up, as I mentioned, I eliminate, and then I'm good. I'm good to go. Here I am recording a podcast. I just did an enema. I'm going out to dinner later. I'm not worried about it. All good. Once it's out, it's out. Your digestion goes back to normal. If, I will say, I'm not someone who's chronically constipated, but if you are, you might want to stay closer to a toilet because it could loosen things up and maybe you'll have a, a second elimination after that. Particularly interested because she has kids. Oh, she wants to wait until after her kids are in bed to know how much time to allot. So I would just be a little careful, Saritha, if you do it after the kids go to bed. If you're someone that's sensitive to caffeine, you, I don't want you to, stand to stay up all night after your enema. So if possible, I would try to do it in the morning. And then where do I get my supplies? Amazon. Um, you can get organic coffee at you know health food stores, at Whole Foods. But I get the bucket. I'll link to the bucket in the in the show notes to get uh, on Amazon. Amanda wants to know. And uh, I work in on Colin. Uh, excuse me. I wor- when I worked in on on. Call- I can't can't talk. Start over. Start over. When I started, still can't talk. <laughs> Redo reverse. When I worked on, in- wow. Oh my God. I'm gonna. We're gonna go back and we're gonna delete this part. When I worked in oncology, there was a doctor that swore by coffee enemas as part of his cancer treatments. I haven't heard of this in years, though. Right, so it's been around a long time. We'll love to hear more. Cool. Amanda, I hope you enjoyed this and you heard all the things you wanted to hear. Natalie, yes. Does it it burn your bum tissue? It will burn your bum tissue, probably pretty bad, if you do not let the coffee come to room room temperature first. So please... Please let your coffee come to room temperature before you do your enema or else, yes, we will all have very burnt bum tissue. Otherwise, you're good to go. If you guys have any questions about coffee enemas after hearing my experience, some of the benefits, risks, and what it actually, what the hell it looks like, please just tag me or DM me on Instagram at Autoimmune Tribe. I'm happy to answer your questions or even do a follow-up session here follow-up episode to answer your questions and uh, if this feels like it's for you consult your doctor and go for it and then please please tag me in your coffee enema pictures or your coffee enema story on instagram you'll see mine from time to time i do not i just i typically will snap a picture of the bucket and i'll say hey it's time it's that time of week to do the enema because i'm unfiltered this podcast is unfiltered You all are amazing. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode and you love the Healing Uncensored podcast, I would really appreciate if you could go over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And I love to see when you're listening. So take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at Autoimmune Tribe. I'll be sure to repost you, send you my love. Thanks again for joining today, and I'll see you next time.